Welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Leopold, and I'm here sharing actionable insights on how to start and grow a service-based side business, as well as interviewing incredible women who've taken theirs full time. So plug in and get ready to get inspired. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button so you get notified as each new show drops. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. Today, I'm talking to my brilliant client, Nicole Burnett. She found herself at a point in her career where she just wasn't fulfilled anymore and she felt really stuck. She was starting to feel like she was on autopilot every day and nothing was challenging her or allowing her to use her amazing creativity. So realizing that she'd always loved interior design, she decided to do a course on it. And in 2019, she took a massive leap of faith and started applying for interior jobs and she landed a position at an interior design studio where she ended up staying for a year. But deep down, she always knew that it was something she wanted to try and pursue as her own business. So in January 2020, she took another massive leap of faith and started Wise Out Interiors, which she still runs to this day. And it's fair to say that there have been definite highs and definite lows in her journey. So I cannot wait to bring you her story today. Nicole, hello. 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 (laughs) Hi. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. You're welcome. Good, good. All right, well, let's dig in. So take us back to the beginning. I've given a little tiny intro there, but just take us back to the beginning. Tell us more about what was going on for you and what made you want to start this business. Well, it was. It seems a while ago now, but I remember the total feeling at the time. I was working for um, a radio advertising company and I was working in sales and um, it was very, you know, I felt autopilot. I was sort of stuck. I wasn't doing anything creative. I was a bit like, what the hell should I do like this? I cannot keep doing this. This is so bloody boring. Um, and I was thinking to myself, what should I do? What should I do? Um, and I just, I already knew that I wanted to do something creative and this was just, you know, mundane, boring. So I started looking into courses of um, interior design because I always had a little bit of a flair for it growing up. Found a course, started doing that alongside my job, um, which I loved because I was doing something creative, even though I was still working in my nine to five. And I was coming to the end of the course after learning so much knowledge and how to use all the software and everything. I thought, let's just try and see if I can get a job in interior design and if anyone will <laughs> If anyone will have me. Um, and luckily enough, I managed to land a position at an interior design studio. So then I left my nine to five um, in media and moved over to interior design and worked at a studio um, for a year, which was great. Really good experience learning from, you know, from scratch and seeing everybody, how they run the business from start to finish and what everybody's roles are in there and working as a team. Um, and then while I was there, um, I then thought, I really want to do this myself. And then I thought, let's give it a go. <laughs> so that's how it Amazing. How out, really. So you're making that sound very easy. <laughs> like it was just la, 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 la. I'm just going to do a course. I'm going to get a new job. But I know it wasn't like that. So talk to me a little bit more about, you know, the feelings. Even when you were kind of like applying to do the course, what was the kind of feelings that you were going through when you're doing the course and then applying for the job, completely changing industry? What was going on for you? Well, I was excited to do the course because I was going to be doing something creative and I thought, right, this is what I want to do. Okay, I might be doing this uh, media sales job, you know, that I'm not really getting out 
anything out of anymore. Uh, I felt a bit lost and I just was like, I've had enough. That's kind of how I felt. I thought I've had enough. Let's just give it a go and do something creative. Let's just, you know, at least then I'm doing something I'm passionate about that is going to give me some life, some energy and sort of make me feel like, you know, a bit cliche as it sounds, but give me some sort of purpose, I guess. That's how, how I felt at the time. So when I was doing that, I was like, oh, this is great. This is really exciting. And when I started doing the course, I was, you know, feeling alive again, even though that is a bit of a cringe thing to say, but I did feel like, great. I feel like I've got something passionate burning or something that I'm doing. I feel like I'm doing something good. I'm doing something that I want to do. I'm wanting something to, to achieve. So that's how I felt when I was applying for the course and I was on the course. I was loving it. I was meeting new people, everyone else that was, you know, changing careers, same sort of mindset. So it was sort of in a growth period of feeling amazing. And then when I was applying for the jobs, I was sort of excited still because obviously this is what I'd been doing. This is what I've been studying. I was going to put it into action. But then again, because I'd been at the company, the media company for three years, I was also quite nervous and thinking, is this the wrong move? Is this going to be a bad decision? Have I messed up? Because, you know, I've worked so hard. I wanted to be in radio and that's what I was in and radio advertising. And I, I studied that when I was at uni. I like, and now all of a sudden I'm just going to quickly just think, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, is this a bad move sort of thing? So those sort of fear and doubt was in the back of my mind, but I thought, no, just keep going. I was talking to a lot of people as well in the industry, trying to get connections up to see what it was like, to see if it was as good as what I was imagining it to be, because I didn't obviously know anything about it. And then, yeah, I just went for it and then got an interview and thought, I have I have to do this. This has to be a no-brainer. I can't not not try sort of thing. That's how I felt. I should give it a good go. And then even if I don't, what's the worst that can happen? I, at least I said I tried to do it. That's sort of how I was thinking at the time. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so glad you said that because that's so... It's, it's it's like a real mixture of feelings, isn't it? It's that real excitement. And, and a lot of people say that feeling alive for the first time in ages when they finally found their thing. But then they're also plagued with all that doubt of going oh my God, but am I just wasting the last five, 10 years of my life, you know, and what if it doesn't work and what if it all goes to shit? But I'm glad that you had, you obviously had some good people around you that were kind of encouraging you and, and you had a good mindset to be able to go like, well, what's the worst that can happen? I can always come back to radio, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I was, I think it's because I just hated it so much in the end. I just thought it can't get any worse than this. It can't be worse than feeling like this. So I sort of felt like that. And then talking to people that I knew, that my friends, family, and then being really supportive, they were like, just go for it. Go for it. I, luckily enough, in the uh, company that I was working for, I did actually have a coach come to finish. And she was like, just do it. Just go for it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. What is the worst that can happen? Let's just do it. Let's just rock it. I love it. <laughs> Good. Amazing. So you get the job. And you love it. You're, you know, getting loads of experience, loads of contacts, you know, really getting in, getting stuck in. But obviously, you know, deep down that this is something you want to do on your own. So talk to me about that, because that's that's an even bigger leap of faith, as we said. So talk to me a little bit about that transition. Well, it's a bit of a weird one, uh, again, because I knew I wanted to do it when I started. So I thought, let's just gain some experience. I think this is what I want to do. But maybe after working there for a bit, I might think, no, I don't. I don't want to run my own business after seeing ins and outs and complications of things that can go on. But um, I did. But weirdly enough, I actually was going to work for somebody else before I started the business. 
because I wanted another bit of experience before I went and did it by myself. But funny, sometimes these things don't happen like that. So um, um, I was going to go and work with another lady, but then it didn't turn out that way. And then that's how I ended up thinking, well, maybe it's a sign. I don't know. Maybe I should just give it a go. But I just knew at the time I I did want to do it, but I wanted to gain more experience. So in a way, it was like I did know that I wanted to run my own business, but I didn't plan on doing it as quick as I did. So that was the some- universe kind of gave you a big shove in the right direction, it sounds like. It, that's what it felt like a bit. <laughs> so I just took it as like, Let's just go, let's just, again, let's just do it. Because I think sometimes when you think too much about it, then you start doubting yourself. Is this what I want to do? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I, maybe I should just go and look for somebody else that I should work for for another year before I go and do it. And then I just thought, oh no, just, I just, let's just, if I think about it too much, I won't do it. So then that's, in a way, I think it was kind of helpful that I didn't get the other job. Um, and it was, you know, and it didn't go as planned. It, and I just thought, oh, well, I haven't got time to mess around and look for something else now. Let's just go for it. So I didn't get too much in my head about it. So that's how that kind of came about. But like you said, I did know when I went in there that I wanted to gain experience, see what it was like, see if I liked, because it was an independent studio, see how it was like how she ran the business and how difficulties that she was overcoming. Could I do that? Would I like to do that? And I thought, yeah. And the reward that you get from you know, seeing a project from start to finish and then someone being like, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you so much. After you've gone through every single process from start to meeting them, mood boards, doing all the 3Ds and everything. And then them seeing their house at the end, I was like, oh my God, that must feel amazing that that's her business. And that's, you know, even though we're working as a team, she's, you know, seeing that from start to finish. And then the clients are going, thanks so much. This is amazing. I was like, oh my God, that must feel great if you were to just do that solo so that's sort of why I was like I'd love to do that as well because it feels really rewarding and that's probably what I wasn't getting from the the uh, corporate job I didn't feel that I was reward getting rewarded or feeling you know some sort of appreciation but with that I feel like you've worked so hard and then someone showing you like this is what I wanted oh my god thank you so much it was you know it's a big transition yeah I love that so tell me, how did you get your first few paying clients? Again, because it was a funny time when I started. So I started in Jan 2020 when I started running the business. I was like, this is great. I I left the job at end of November. And then I thought, oh, I'll have December to sort of get myself organized, ready, you know, planning, th- putting things into place to how to start the business and, you know, launching and getting my name out there. But then within a couple of months after sort of organising everything like that, then the pandemic hit. So it was another thing I was thinking, oh no, have I made another mistake? Should I have gone and worked for somebody else? Because this is sort of, I was not expecting to have coronavirus uh, come about. So that was a bit like a meltdown. And I thought, look, I could either sit here and be like, I'm going to give up and I need to look for something else and just think it wasn't meant to be. Or I can turn this into a positive and use this time to start letting people know about the brand and getting brand awareness up and focusing on social media and just being on there as much as I can and talking about what I can do, offering competitions because it was quiet to see if I could, you know, if someone would want to win something for free because everybody was at home. And um, the the first client that I got was through Instagram from being on there quite a lot to because I just thought you know I can 
use this to my benefit and my advantage as much as I can, or I could just give up. And I didn't want to do that because I've worked so hard to get here and this is what I wanted to do. I kept going and going and going. So that's how I won the first client from awareness and just being on there throughout lockdown. And that's a true, a couple of things there. It's like a true testament to the fact that you really are made to be an entrepreneur because, you know, that that is a huge thing to happen to somebody who's been in business like two months, you know, suddenly there's a pandemic and it would have been, I'd say 90% of people would have gone, oh, well, never mind. I'll just, I'll, you know, I just won't bother or I'll just wait another year. You know what I mean? And use it as a reason slash excuse to uh, put it off for a bit longer. But the fact that you were able to see actually hang on a minute, just because people are at home and not at work, this could actually be an opportunity for me rather than something bad happening. Uh, just shows that, you know, you've got that real kind of entrepreneurial growth mindset, which is what is so needed when you're running the business. Yeah, definitely. I did have a lot of battles with myself. Um, and luckily, I was actually living with my dad at the time. And he used to have his own business. He's retired now. And I think him being there with me and giving me also the motivation kept me to, you know, stop getting out of the whole dark situation being like oh no this is messed up oh why has this happened to me sort of thing and talking to him about it it's like well we need to not look at it like that he spoke to me it was weird because obviously he's not anything to do with the business but he was like we 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 and I was like yeah yeah we because I felt quite alone and that's something I think yeah. you struggle with as well when you're running your own business and you're solo the battle of like I'm alone what should I do who can I talk to but luckily I did have him so I know it might be a lot difficult for somebody else and other people because they might not have that person that luckily I do but he was there like being like we've you know we've got to do this we've got to keep going so I think that also like massively helped me change my mindset in that way when that pandemic was happening and how I can use it and not look at it as a negative look at it as a positive yeah and I love that. And for everyone who's listening, I've never met um, Nicole's dad, but I know about him, Clive. We've got to give a big up to Clive. Um, but yeah, he, I, I think it's really important, whether it's your dad, whether it's not even anyone in your immediate family, just like a, a, a group of other women who are doing the same thing you are or a business bestie or a mentor or a coach. You know, it's so important because it is it is really bloody lonely and you can really get in your head, can't you? Yeah, definitely. It's it's something that you keep going back and you keep thinking about, is it right? Is it wrong? Should I think about this? But just to talk to someone else about it, like how I talk to you, Lauren, now obviously because you're my coach. That's, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's needed, I think. If you're by yourself, just just even if you don't even say anything, if you just say it out loud to somebody else, it can change everything. It can help a lot. Yeah. So what made you decide to start coaching with me on that note? Um, I think mainly it, it's because I'm by myself as well um and also um I saw you working with a lot of other interior designers and I just think well first of all I don't I started a business I've never run a business before don't know anything really about it um it's sort of a learning curve going along the way obviously I've got a perspective from my dad but I thought rather than just having one let's see if I can get a perspective from somebody else and have a chat and see other ideas that we can come up with so I think that's what I needed because it feels like even though that you're by yourself, you sort of kind of got little team members going on. Uh, and I think that can just help you in terms of ideas, mindset, motivation, uh, goals. And I think it's just really important because I think at the start as well, I was sort of, I guess I was just winging it. Let's just put it like that. I was just winging it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just sort of doing 
back and forth, headless chicken kind of vibes, I guess, like need to do this, need to do that, da, 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 and not really having a clear goal. But I think when, you know, like working with you and having a coach is like, it gets you on track and it reminds you of where you need to be because it's so easy to get wrapped up and get caught up in, you know, I need to do this. I've got all this to do. Da, 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 and then you forget. And then, but then you, you've only got yourself to keep yourself accountable and that's difficult when you're by yourself. So I think having someone yeah. to keep you accountable to refer back to and be like, have you done this or let's work towards this. Don't forget this goal. It's like, okay, right. Let's, you know, step back. And then we're here to do business stuff, not just worky, worky stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. And and I think that's the thing is is it, we most people kind of think, well, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. And and that's fine. You know, being fine is fine, right? But you know, ideally we want to run a business, we want to do it really well. We want to be the best we can be, and that's why, you know, having a coach um, and that's why I'll, I'll always have a coach. People say to me, but you're a coach. Why do you need one? I'm like, because I can't coach myself. I need someone else to keep me accountable and do all those things you've just said. So we obviously we've touched on COVID, which was a big struggle. What other struggles have you had along the way or other mistakes have you made, would you say? I think struggle wise, definitely at the start was worrying about when you're going to get somebody new in, um, a new client. That's I think that's just an ongoing struggle for everybody when you're self-employed. You're thinking, oh, where, where's the next lead going to come from? What happens if it's quiet? What have I got to do? So that's just like a something that I guess is like an ongoing battle, but you overcome it and then you think of solutions and work through it of what you can do when times are quieter and times are busier. So I think that's definitely a, a, a main struggle. Um, struggling to... Um, yeah, you're saying you really want, you've got your new client and you really want to make a good impression. So what you're doing is you're saying you'll do everything, but you haven't quoted for it. So that's a struggle that I think you need to know what your boundaries are. And that's what I've worked on and still working on, because I think you still work on it throughout the business and, you know, knowing when to be like, okay, well that with, I've quoted you for that, but that's not in it now. So being a little bit tougher, even though you don't want to be because you think, oh, but, you know, they're my new client. I'm going to get a, a good review if I don't do this. Da, da, da. But I think, you know, sometimes people, you know, they might see that as an advantage and then keep asking you and then you're doing too much work. So I think just being stricter with yourself is, you know, better for, for the business. And obviously, you know, as you said before, we're not a charity, you know, but. So <laughs> I do so, say this a lot. You are not a charity, Nicole. Not, <laughs> you are a business. <laughs> you've got to make money. So, um, yeah, I think that is a, you know, you want to be, give a really good service, but then you're sacrificing one, you're probably your mental health and two, the business itself, because you haven't put a clear, clear line boundary in place. Other struggles I suppose I've faced is probably working with contractors sometimes. Uh, that can be a little bit iffy if you haven't got a good relationship. Uh, it's all about building relationships. So, you know, it can be a little bit difficult when things are going wrong, but you need to overcome that and how looking for solutions rather than problems. That's how, that's what I always say. It sounds a bit boring after a while. Everyone's like, oh no, here we go again, Nicole, with you. Let's look for solutions, not problems. Um, but that's what I like to say because I'm, you know, uh, and overcoming that. So there's a few things that I've learned along the way and how to people management, I guess, as well. When you start a business, you think you don't really think about that. 
because like at the time I was thinking, oh yeah, let's make lovely designs for people's homes. But essentially a lot of, a lot of interior design is people management and managing people's expectations and managing a contractor's expectations with, along with the clients. So that's something else that you don't think about. And then at the time you're like, whoa, okay, I'm doing this as well as designing. So it's a lot of things that go into it. So I guess that's kind of, I wouldn't say it's a struggle, but it's a learning curve. That's what I would say. Massive learning curve. I say it's about like wearing all the different hats, isn't it? You know, one day you're the you know chief marketing officer, the next you're the chief finance officer, the next you're the chief HR person, you know, the chief of customer service, chief of all the things, the, the, the CEO managing all of them. It's, it's a lot, isn't it? But again, that's something you learn along the way and you can't possibly prepare for, I don't think, because how could you? No, I don't think so too. It's all, it's all tests. Like the thing is as well, I think that you've got to get in your head. You know, I've, it's, I've been there recently where a project hasn't gone amazing or, you know, not as, as I thought it would be, but it's about not thinking that, oh, that went bad. It's got to be thinking like, what can I learn from that? So then next time it, that won't happen. I think that's what you've got yes. to think about everything throughout the journey of you, you starting your business is rather than being in a, oh, that went wrong. Oh, that's shit. I shouldn't have done it like that. Blah, blah, blah. Beating yourself up. Okay. You might feel like that for maybe the first or second day, but then you've got to think, okay, well, next time I know that I ain't going to do it like that. I'm going to do it like this. So I know. Yeah. And then you won't make this mistake again. So, you know, yeah. it's all well and good being hard on yourself being like, oh, that was shit. I shouldn't have done it like this. I've done this. I've undercharged or blah, 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 whatever. And then you just think next time I won't do that. Next time I'll learn. And then, you know, it's all a bit of a, a, a learning curve. And on that note, you know, some great tips there around, you know, trying to see the positives in negatives and trying to learn from your mistakes. What other tips, if you give three tips to other people who are in the same boat as you once were, like miserable in their job, wanting to start a business, what would you say to them? I think the top thing to do number one is probably do some research in terms of what do you like doing? Are you passionate about it enough? Talk to as many people as you can that are in that industry to give you an insight and what they say. And, you know, because like I, I, like you said at the start, I, it sounds really easy and all fun, but the reality is that it isn't always all easy and fun because, you know, getting to talk to people can be difficult and then you're going to get pushbacks again. So that I suppose that leads on to another tip, be relentless. You've got to keep going. You can't, you know, be knocked down at the first hurdle and then, you know, not get back up again. So again, like I said, do your research, see if you can speak to many people as you can even whether that's doing a course. I think if you're doing something that needs some sort of expert uh, criterion, I think doing a course is a must because at least then you get a taster of what you're going to do or what you would like to do. Um, again, second one, be relentless because, you know, get as, talk to as many people as you can, network, and again, get experience. See if you can get some work experience, even though that you might not want to do that or if you can get into the industry. Network, meet as many people as you can um, so they can talk about their experience. Whether It doesn't even have to be in the same career, I wouldn't say, uh, that you're thinking about going in. If it's just an entrepreneurial thing and you want to speak to someone that's self-employed, I think you can still get good knowledge there. So even though you might not think so, but I think all got it, all knowledge is good knowledge. Um, even though it's not in the same field, you'll still, you might still get that one little golden nugget that you can take with you. So they're my, my three tips. <laughs> I love that. Amazing. And tell me what does the future hold for Wise Al Interiors? Where are you now and what's the future hold? 
I'm looking to do bigger projects. So that's where the future holds. So we're going for a bit of a rebrand at the moment um, with some packages and uh, the website and looking to get bigger projects, more renovations, bigger things. So you can see from start to finish, hopefully ho new whole homes that have been designed from start to finish. So that's all very exciting stuff. Amazing. And it's lovely to see where you've come from, because like when we first started, you were basically doing e-designs, weren't you? Because obviously it was all online because you were in COVID. And um, slowly but surely, you've started doing uh, what you sort of call hybrids, you know, kind of going into people's homes and starting to doing that and then really realising what your passion is, which is doing kind of whole you know, for home refurbs. Um, and it just sort of goes to show that, you know, you can start small for want of a better word and, and take it slow and just kind of see where it takes you and you can make things happen. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. You can also change, you know, when you, when I started, I was thinking, oh my God, I've just got to do e-designs forever. And now I was just like, actually, no, I don't, I don't have to do e-designs forever. I like doing on-site from start to finish. So I get to meet everybody. I like meeting people. I know it was a bit difficult at the start because obviously you couldn't, but that's what I really get out of it. I like going to meet people in person and to talk to them and see them and, and meet all the contractors and seeing what's going on. So that's where I I thrive. And I guess I wouldn't have been able to do that if I just kept doing e-design and not finding out what I could sort of ease my way into. And the thing I really love about what you've just said, though, is that you, you or we, you know, sometimes I talk to people and they're like, you know, I, I have, they have these sort of grand plans of, take your example, for example, you know, wanting to do only on-site and home renovations, and they kind of want to go straight into that. But actually, sometimes you've got to start at the smaller, easier, simpler thing and take the baby steps towards it. Because I think not just because of COVID, but would have been harder for you, wouldn't it, to go straight into doing big renos? Because A, because you wouldn't have had the portfolio, but you also wouldn't have had the experience of the confidence. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's better to do it, ease yourself in, because also then when you're doing it that way, then you find out whether you do really like what you're, you've planned to do. Because all of it is kind of like a, a guessing game really at the start. Because you're like, this is a great idea, but until you're actually doing it, do you are you going to really like it? So I guess easing yourself in with the e-design is like, I like this. I like I like doing this. Oh, what can we do next? Will I like that? Or that was probably a bit more of a challenge to then go on to doing the on-site because I was like, oh my God this is the first one I'm doing by myself. How's it going to go? And then you're doing it and you're like, oh my God, this is great. When you get to the end, it's finished end line results and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, this is so good. So it's kind of a good way, like it's easy, easy stepping stone to sort of get yourself yeah. in and feeling a bit more confident about what you're doing. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nicole. It's been so great to tell your story and to show that, you know, with which you have tons of, it's a lot of grit and determination and, you know, good people around you and a dream, I think is another thing, you know, really having that dream and sticking to it and being relentless, as you say, I love that tip. You can do what you love and you're a shining example of that. So thank you for sharing your story today. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. So that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to drop me a review and rating and to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And you can head over to Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach, for daily content on how to start and build that side business and quit your nine to five. I'll see you next time.